Hello and welcome to Beaconverse, the Beacon School monthly podcast where we endeavour to inspire you with educational topics, as well as giving you insight into the Beacon life. In this episode, we speak to Mr Will Phelps and Mr Simon Detra about single sex education, Will's highlights at the school and Simon's upcoming summer term. We hope you enjoy. We're delighted to welcome Mr Will Phelps, our headmaster at the Beacon, who has been in Reigns here for five years now. Um, and joining him we have Mr Simon Detra, who has worked closely with Will for the past four years as deputy head. Welcome both of you. Thank, Thank you, you very much. much. Thank you for this opportunity. In this episode, we will discuss a topic that Will Phelps has selected, given his wealth of experience within boys' school education. Sadly, this is a bit of a farewell podcast for Will, as he is leaving the Beacon at the end of this term to progress his career at another school. Simon will be our interim headmaster for the summer term, um, up until our incoming headmaster, Mr Nick Baker, starts in the autumn term. Um, Simon's going to share with us some of his exciting plans for next term at the end of this podcast. So, the topic of this episode is the much-debated single-sex education. We will kick off with a few questions for both of you. Can you begin by telling us why you believe a single-sex education is the way forward? So, um, the beacon, for me, is a preparatory school, and the idea is that we create an environment where our boys can learn about themselves and learn about what they need in their lives to be resilient and uh, curious and creative and we do that by creating an environment that is a little bit false actually because they're all boys together but it gives them a chance to be who they are and we get to know them really really well and I think it's in really the title preparatory school because we're preparing them for their next stage which are going to be bigger schools Uh, and then university and then on into life and it is that preparation that foundation that being all boys together allows us to focus on them and get to know them and guide them better. What are the key advantages that benefits pupils from your point of view? Well I think for me the key advantage is ultimately that we're all in it together so they come to school and really for a schoolboy it's coming to work isn't it? It's coming to do the stuff that they need to do during the day so that it allows them to get some joy from their lives but also to learn and learning is not an easy process for some boys and we have to give them that special tailored environment that allows them to flourish and I I don't know Simon would you like to add something there? Yeah I think I think Will's absolutely right but what I would add is that everything because we are a school for boys, everything that we do about the beacon is geared up to the boys and the whole curriculum is designed around the boys, whether it's cooking and nutrition for boys or whether it's rugby for boys, it's all about the boys. And you know, Nick Baker, the incoming headmaster, has a phrase, he says that the teachers are not just teachers of boys, they're teachers for boys. So by being a single sex school, you know, everything we do can be geared up to the needs of our boys and that works very well. Yeah. Okay, so what are the different ways in which single-sex education can improve or cater to the boys' education versus a co-ed school? So, go back to what I've said before, it's, it's all of these boys together. And that gives us a, an unusual environment, but it's a very precious environment, which allows boys to understand who they are first. And it means that some of our discussions that we have with them in, in, in all of their subjects, but let's focus on self and society. That's a, that's a subject that's designed for boys 
to explore the world, to understand what values they are going to need, and to really talk about them openly without the the slight tension that you can have in a classroom if there were girls there. So there's a freedom for these boys to chatter and explore the world in a really serious way that will enable them to understand themselves better and therefore their responsibilities moving into the future um, as they coordinate their lives around the values that hopefully we have given them or that they have grown while they've been here. There's studies that have suggested that single-sex school can pr produce a macho culture within boys. What are your thoughts on this? I think, you know, you could almost argue it the other way round. And I think you could say that when there are just boys in a classroom on their own with no girls, then they tend not to need to or, or feel the need to kind of show off and, and, and play up and, and act up to the girls. and and so. You know, I think there are advantages in this, not just for boys, but for girls too. And particularly in the world that we live in at the moment, it's so important that we teach our boys about concepts like respect and how to treat girls and women. That's only going to become more and more important and, and significant in their lives. And that's something that we can do very effectively at the beacon. Also, if you take into account things like, you know, the ways and, and the rates at which they mature and adolescence and all of that sort of thing, I think that there are good arguments for educating boys and educating girls according to their needs at that very formative time of their lives. Yeah, I'll add something there as well, which I think is really important because I think there's a stereotype of all boys' schools that is wrong. And the stereotype would be that we somehow discipline them in harsh ways and that they just have to get on and, and tough it out. And that is definitely not the case at the Beacon. And it's definitely not the case because we open our doors to all types of boys and we make sure that we allow them chances and opportunities in their life to flourish. So we do have some boys that absolutely love rugby, but they're also going to be really good in the choirs and they're also going to be on stage. And we try and give them that breadth of opportunity so they can understand themselves better and they can work with each other in teams. And often Simon and I are talking about teamwork pretty much all the time at the school because in the end, we're all in this together and we want all of our individual children to flourish. So. There's a great mix in this school uh, of, of boys who are talented across the board and we just want them to continue to flourish and grow. And I think that one of the things that we try to do at The Beacon is help the boys to discover their gifts and discover what it is that they're really, really good at. And whatever that is, we will champion it. You know, there will be some boys who are amazing on the cricket pitch and there will be other boys who are fantastic instrumentalists or cooks or whatever it happens to be and whatever it is that a boy is good at we will champion them and we will raise their profile and allow them to celebrate and develop their gifts so at the beacon you know whether you're a star at football or whether you're a fantastic singer beacon boys sing and that's important here that's championed here we have a head chorister and and the role of head chorister is as significant as the role of captain of a of a sporting team so all of those different gifts can be 
developed, nurtured, celebrated, and that's a big part of what we do here. What benefits do you believe our boys receive by not mixing with the opposite sex on a daily basis? Do you think this has an effect on their social interactions with girls? So of course they do mix with girls. Um, we have a lot of female role models within the school that are here for them, uh, and that would be our teachers, our teaching assistants, all the administration that, it, that, that, that works within the school. So there are plenty of strong female role models for our boys to mix with while they are here. Let's go back to the classroom. The classroom has all boys in it. it. It probably will have a female role model in there teaching them or a male role model, but they're all boys together. And by being one gender together, they can relax into them being boys together. Now I think at this crucial time of their development that gives them real opportunity to explore relationships without the tensions of that can occur within a co-ed environment because relationships can start really early in childhood and we want actually them to understand a relationship with themselves first before they, uh, uh, before they venture into having relationships with each other and I think the single sex environment removes a lot of that anxiety that a boy or a girl could feel as they're growing up that allows our boys just to be our boys and I think that I think that's absolutely central to them understanding who they are first and foremost. So we we inevitably COVID has slightly got in the way of this but we have several active and very positive relationships with girls schools in the area and we're certainly interested in further developing those relationships, rekindling those relationships, you know, as we emerge from COVID. Before COVID, we had, for example, uh, girls coming in to play in an orchestra with boys and girls together at the Beacon, which was hugely beneficial for, for both groups. And that's exactly the sort of thing that we intend to regrow and restart in the very near future, because there's, there's a lot of value in that for the boys and the girls. And I'll add that there, I think, I think there are five kind of sister schools to the Beacon. The Beacon's quite a large preparatory school and around us are five other girls preparatory schools. And of course our families who've got daughters attend those schools. So there is a natural connection between the Beacon and these other five girls schools out there. And, and I agree with Simon, I think that the way forward will be cooperation and working together with these schools so that, so that we can maximise our potential for both the sons and daughters of Beacon families. Do you think that this is um, particularly beneficial for a specific age of the boys at the Beacon? So if you look at trends in society, single sex schools have, have sometimes been popular, sometimes they've not been popular. Um, I, think we, I think increasingly schools become co-educational but the truth, I think, again, goes back to it, it, it's really important that a school carries values and culture. And by being single sex, really what I ask everybody to do every day they get up and come work at the Beacon is, what is the right thing for, for, for boys today? There is no compromise in that, that it's just we will deliver the curriculum and the opportunities that are relevant for the, the boys at the Beacon. And that is actually relatively simple as a message to all of, all the employees of the school to say just do what is right for boys today and I think that does really enhance the delivery of a curriculum and an opportunity to, to allow again these boys to be stretched 
And that starts, I mean, I'm really proud of Little Beacons. I mean, these are three-year-old boys that come and they come to our nursery and they have to work quite hard for that age group. In fact, I think they work almost, they, they work as hard as any of the other boys do here, given their age. And they've been enormously successful because they're a group of young boys learning to work and to play together. And there's something magical about that in families. I think also if you look at, as Will says, if you look at the landscape of independent schools, both prep schools and senior schools, you know, if you go back 20, 25 years, there were lots of senior schools that were either for boys or for girls. Now, many of those have become co-ed. There are still a few that are senior schools for boys, but many of those that were for boys or for girls are, are now co-ed. On the other hand, if you look at prep schools, there are still, like the Beacon, lots of prep schools that are prep schools for boys or for girls. And I think that speaks quite a lot in terms of the advantages for this particular age group of single sex education. Okay, and then our last question. So our curriculum is tailored to suit our boys. Can you just tell us a little bit more about this? I'm gonna let Simon lead on that. That's <laughs> his baby and... Sure. So you're absolutely right. Everything in the curriculum is tailored for boys. The timetable is designed for boys. The teaching is designed for boys. The subjects that we choose are designed for boys. And, you know, I'll just give you one example of that. If you're a teacher in a classroom and you are returning a piece of work to a group of boys that you have marked and, you know, written feedback on for them, a classic response from a group of boys is not to want to take too much time digesting, thinking about that feedback, learning how to improve. Boys tend not to dwell on that too much. You give them back a piece of work and they want to know what they got and then they want to move on to the next thing. Girls, in my experience, are often much more reflective and much more interested in how they did and how they could improve. So we can tailor our teaching to that response from the boys and we can make sure that we do build in extra time and you know different ways of teaching and clever responses from our staff to help the boys know not only how they did but how they could improve and that's a classic example that's just one example there are many examples of how you know often and you know I know I'm kind of stereotyping here and, and, and generalizing but it is the case you know boy that is an area where boys need help not just how did I do in this work but how could I improve and so that's just one example of how we can really tailor things and the whole curriculum to the boys. And I think they make it a lot of fun. I mean, I think the truth is that sometimes in co-ed schools, there's a compromise because you're trying to um, look after two very distinct genders. When you come to the Beacon or a Beacon boy comes here, we have a lot of fun with working with them so that they have that experience again of of, of owning their own lives and owning what they think and, and we help them craft it and it's you know it's remarkable really that you know schools like the Beacon um, continue to flourish even if there's this slight anxiety sometimes with some parents of do I really want a single sex school and, and all I can say to all of you out there is you've got to go and look at the values and culture that a school co 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 carries that is really your hidden curriculum and that's what a parent needs to understand before they sign up for it um, and that's why we would encourage you to come and visit to see us so that you can understand what our values and what our culture is because that is what we will give to the boys as well as all of the academic demands that we'll put on them that 
all schools should do, but some don't seem to manage quite as well as us. And as Will says, there are substantial female influences, influencers at the Beacon for the Boys. I suspect, off the top of my head, I suspect we have more female members of staff than, than we do male. If you walk around the Beacon today, you will see displays up about things like, you know, famous women who've done something remarkable with their lives. You will hear assemblies uh, about uh, women and, 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 you know, given by female members of staff about, um, you know, issues that they want to bring to the boys' attention. So I think it is very well-rounded overall. Amazing. Thank you for sharing your thoughts on this topic. It was really insightful. So to finish off, as we touched on earlier, Will's only got a few weeks left at the Beacon. Um, so I'd like to take this opportunity to say a massive thank you very much for, from the whole Beacon community for all your hard work, dedication in bringing the school to where it is today, to the strength that it is today. Um, could you give us a bit of an overview on the highlights for you at the Beacon and also tell us a bit about your um, farewell fundraiser that we've got lined up? Right, okay, well look, there are. it's been a tremendous privilege to be um, part of this team. So I've got three highlights for you. I think I'll go back to my, the primary drive for me is, of course, the boys' welfare and, and the team around the boys. Those teachers, those teaching assistants, you know, everyone that comes to work for the Beacon actually puts the Beacon boy at the heart of everything they do. And that teamwork for me has been overwhelming in its power. And I, I think it's brilliant. Um, of course, I'm a bit biased. I'm also really proud of Little Beacons. You know, Little Beacons was an initi initiative that we started coming out of COVID. We opened our nursery and those 20 young three-year-olds are loving it. And I, and I really do think that is kind of new shoots of growth for the school. And it's really impressive. You can, if you can look after a three-year-old, I'm pretty certain you can look after a 13-year-old. So when I look at the quality of what is happening in Little Beacons, I think that is only going to grow and, and drive the school forward. And I'm excited to see a three-year-old when they finish at 13 at some, some party or something like that saying, I've really loved the beacon. That for me will be the completion of it. And then of course, I suppose the icing on the cake was uh, just before half term, we did get an inspection. We were, we were expecting it to happen. And we went through that experience and the feedback from it was overwhelming in the way that they praised the staff and of course the boys for the quality of their learning. Now, that report will come out in about six weeks time and of course we will share it with you and I can't really say any more than that apart from ultimately the school could not have done better and that for me was kind of the icing on the cake. It gives some authenticity I think to what is truly happening at the Beacon that every day these teachers and the teaching assistants come in and they give their all and that was seen by the inspectors because our boys talked so openly about their experience here and how much they like the Beacon as a school and a place to live and learn. So those are my three highlights. The thing I'm most worried about actually is next Monday when I do go on the, the longest fastest zip wire in Europe um, this was uh, created for me, it wasn't a choice, um, and it, but it just gives me a chance to highlight that, you know, I suppose I'm terrified of it, but I think, you know, life can be terrifying and it, you have to step up and you have to deliver. So I'm very happy to do the zip wire 
And I'm also really happy that we can do a kind of fundraising initiative around it. You know, if the Beacon really wants to open its doors to the right boys, then it'd be lovely to be able to do that without, um, w with careful thought, but also by, by being able to, to write, raise some money that might help some transformational bursaries that will help boys really transform their lives. And, and actually, when you think about this, it's kind of exciting for me because you know, if, if we can give the opportunity for Beacon Education to a family that would never have experienced um, that level of quality and excitement that we can give for their boys, that won't just transform that boy, that may well transform the household so that learning and the, and the, the experience of being, uh, you know, a Beacon boy, it permeates not just the household, maybe the, the entire street. And that might help our society grow closer together. So you can transform households street by street by making sure that we raise enough money around the Headmasters Bursaries Fund. But more of that will come out on our social media channels. There's all, all sorts. There's a GoFundMe page. And you know, if you can support us, that would be brilliant. Every penny will be put towards transforming the lives of, of, of Beacon Boys. And I'm very grateful to those of you that have already given money to that um, GoFundMe page. So uh, um, I'll make sure I'll do the zip wire. Um, there will be a head cam video of that, so you can all laugh and giggle at, at how terrified, um, I promise not to swear, but uh, you know, it, it will be a terrifying experience, but I will do it because I do really genuinely believe that there are times in life where you've got to step up to the plate. I believe that for boys, I believe it for girls, I believe it for adults, and so I'll do that and let's see if we can raise some really important money for, to help people uh, achieve a beacon education. So Simon, we're really excited to hear about your plans as headmaster over the summer term. We understand that this is now labelled the Jubilee term. Yes, that's right. So it's going to be the Jubilee term marking the remarkable platinum jubilee of Her Majesty the Queen. And I just think that is a phenomenal example of service and a life of service to do something for such a long period of time. And if you think about the changes that mm have been experienced by our world in that time. The number of prime ministers who have served the Queen, who she has known, and it's, it's just really a, a wonderful example to us of a life of service. It would be so easy to think, wouldn't it, that the Queen has a very easy life and lots of people to wait on her and so on and so forth. I suspect the reality is that it is quite a burden fulfilling that role endlessly over so many years and so we want to mark that mirroring the national celebration of that platinum jubilee is also particularly meaningful for us at the beacon because the bank holiday weekend at the start of june there are going to be beacons lit as is traditional when there are big uh, royal occasions to be marked we often light beacons around the country and we have done for a very very long time and so that's an opportunity for us to think about the beacon the name of our school what does it mean to be a beacon we also have four houses at the beacon each of the boys is in a house and those four houses are each named after lighthouses and there are reasons for that so i'll be talking to the boys about that and what it means to be a beacon particularly at a time where as we are only too aware there is conflict in our world and worry 
that example of the Queen and her life of service is something that we are very keen to, to celebrate next term. It's also an opportunity for us to start bringing people back together, which is so important as we emerge from the pandemic. And so the Jubilee term will present opportunities for parents to come back to the Beacon, to spend time at the Beacon and to experience the Beacon. I am very aware that for very good reasons we have had to keep the gates shut during COVID and the Platinum Jubilee term will provide opportunities and in particular an opportunity on the 10th of June when we are going to host a Jubilee picnic on that day for our community to come back together and to experience some togetherness which I think we badly need. A big thank you to Will and Simon for taking part in this month's podcast. It's been really interesting listening to your thoughts on the matter and we look forward to the Jubilee term. <laughs>